Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy Friday, by the way. And uh, let's see here. What's going on today is the uh, 8th. So, yeah, we got, what is it, 911 coming up after the weekend. Uh, yeah. Uh, Monday. Mm-hmm. 911. And, of course, you know, President uh, Biden, being the diplomat that he is, realizes the importance, the significance of that date. And so he's decided in order to uh, give it the, the deference that it deserves, he's going to get on an airplane and fly to the furthest, most most remote location in Alaska. Honest he's to God. Leaving uh, on a jet plane. Unbelievable. He's going to Alaska. Not, you'd think he'd be going down to... Um, you know, uh, to, to the site of uh, in New York of the of the towers, or uh, to Shanksville, or e- at least to the Pentagon. Yeah, but so uh, he's, he's, he's flying Air Force One. Is he taking right? Yes, he is Air uh, Force well, One. You know, I got a delayed joke. What does Air Force One and apparently Delta have? In I don't even want to hear that. I no, know okay, where you're yeah, going. Yeah. I know where you're going with that. Uh, and See, I didn't have to say the punchline. No, line. the rest of our audience got that too. And if you don't, refer to yesterday's program. The, uh, the day before, whatever it was. Yeah, the first five or ten minutes. Anyway, um, you heard about Peter Navarro, huh? Peter Navarro? Yeah, that's a bunch of crap. You know, contempt. Mm-hmm. Of the January 6th committee, uh, when, you know, that was a witch hunt. That wasn't a real procedure uh, in, in the fact that nothing, well, what came out of it was yeah. an opinion. And, you know, right? he, but there was no, there was no judgment there. They had no jurisdiction to do anything. So, but why does a Republican Congress now, you know, let something slide through I agree. that was from a Democratic. Con- con- you would think that they would have said, wait a second, we withdraw that complaint. We withdraw that. But maybe maybe uh, Liz Cheney uh, would have made too much of a stink. I don't know. Maybe something political would have happened. Anyway, what happened was, folks, in case you don't know uh, what happened, former Trump advisor Peter Navarro on Thursday was convicted of criminal contempt uh, of Congress, of Congress, for refusing to comply with a subpoena in Liz Cheney's January 6th investigation. Navarro did not comply with the subpoena because he said Trump told him to assert executive privilege. What I do not understand, and it's, it's, it is beyond me, but he was still in his mind uh, under the authority of the you know, chief executive of the country or the former chief executive. Maybe maybe this judge said, well, the former chief executive didn't have any authority at that point, but uh, mm-hmm. surely he felt, you know, that he was doing the, the legal thing. For, for him to be found guilty is, uh, I think it's just another leftist travesty of justice. We're seeing a lot of this right now, a lot of this, you know, where they're stepping out of bounds. The judicial branch is showing its true colors right now because mm-hmm. uh, they are indicting people for for ridiculous things and uh, they're allowing certain things to stand that should never be allowed. I, I point to uh, the January 6ers getting 22 years in jail, 15 years in jail, 17 years in jail when there are killers who are getting like 18 months. It, it is so absolutely upside down right now. Uh, our judicial system, I don't know how it will recover with all of Sean these. Uh, McHugh. 
Sean McHugh. Uh, he just got 6.5 years in prison after Ray Epps knocked down his mother when Epps was hurling giant metal sign. I saw that. He was hurling yeah. the sign at the police. And where is Epps? Well, Epps walks. He walks. Yeah. But this kid, obviously, you know, defending mom. That's 6.5 years for you. Why? Because you're conservative and yeah. you believe in the false narrative that we stole that election. Where's your proof? You know, Laura, Laura Logan has a new program coming out. Um, it, uh, it's going to be on the Internet, which is probably the place to go for your news nowadays because all of the true investigations are being done there. You know, the Tucker Carlson program. I think he had, last time I looked, with the uh, Larry Sinclair episode, mm. uh, I think he had 30 million downloads in like a day. Uh, I mean, you don't get that on broadcast television. It just doesn't happen. 30 million downloads? I mean, um, now, you know, maybe this will peter out after a while, maybe after a while. Uh, the novelty of this type of programming will fade away. I don't know. I think if you put out good product, uh, I think people will find it. And and uh, I heard, you know, I have a friend of mine who's a, a veteran in broadcasting uh, news, uh, who said to me, "Well, you know, maybe he may have made a mistake with um, with the Larry Sinclair, you know, interview beast. Maybe he stepped out of line." But I said, "No, I don't think so because." Um, the Larry Sinclair uh, story wasn't just made up. He's been telling that story for 20 years, and nobody right. has been paying him any attention. And the, it's not the fact that it mentions that Barack Obama had gay sex. That's that's like who cares anymore? That you know whatever you know whatever gets you through the night, as John Lennon used to sing, right? But the fact of the matter is. The, the issue was he, he lied to the American people. He sold himself as, you know, a certain product, a certain type of person, when in reality he was far from that. He was uh, apparently, if you believe Sinclair, he was a crack-smoking, um, at least bisexual, but I think he, he probably was more straight gay than bisexual. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he so he lied to every. Every one of his voters, every one of his supporters, he told, he said, here's my wife, Michelle, and my two daughters, and I'm uh, an all-American guy with an all-American story. By the way, that's going to be disputed, too, on uh, the 19th of September. His brother, his half-brother, Malik Obama, is going to be interviewed by Tucker, and this promises to be a really interesting, uh, really interesting interview because they're going to talk about his sexuality. They're going to po- talk about the fact that, I, and this is what I've been told, they're going to talk about where he was born for real. Uh, you know, he says he was born in Hawaii, I think. Uh, he has a birth certificate to prove it, and some people say that was Photoshopped. I think Malik is going to say he was born in Kenya. So if that's the case, he lied about where he was born, and he never had the legal right to be president. Because he, what you have to be a, you have to be born in this country. Okay, so they we find out that he didn't have the legal right to be pro- president. Mm-hmm. He's already served two terms. So what the hell do you do about it? Nothing. Well, you know, if we were an honest country, that would be what he did would be a crime. It would, well, be, a it would crime. be a crime. But you know what? It's look, 
How long have we been going after Hunter, and how long have we been going after Joe? We oh, got I know. tax record showing Joe is dirty, and what is coming out of their mouth? Spewing like sewage out of a pipe, you know. And where's your proof? I know. Uh, the tax I, record's yeah. right there, the phone calls. Yeah, but where's your proof? Okay, we got pictures of you. Yeah, but where's your proof? It doesn't matter. That, Bill, how that's many, the Democratic how, left. Where's how, your proof? Where's how many times proof? have I said to you, um, uh, if they were really honest in Congress, this impeachment hearing thing would be uh, a, a, a no-brainer. You, would, you wouldn't need a hearing. You would not need a hearing. You would just go to the vote. You got the evidence, go to the vote. But they just keep stretching this stuff out because they don't want to really commit themselves. Well, you, know? you don't even, if you're a Democrat and you, you accuse somebody of something, the, the mere accusation is enough to lock you up. We, you don't need a vote. You don't need a trial. I'm a Democrat. You're guilty. Lock him up. Yeah. Well, that's how justice works in this country. That's true. That's very true. Laura Logan has a new uh, uh, po- a podcast. I guess it's, it's more of a video uh, podcast, a vlog, I guess is what they would call it. I love all these technical terms. I feel so techy mm. when I uh, when I say that. But it's called, uh, she, she robbed this from uh, Paul Harvey, the late, great Paul Harvey. She's calling it Laura Logan, the rest of the story. And mm. I think Paul Harvey would be honored that she did it because she's a good reporter and she's an honest reporter. And uh, I can't play you, obviously, the video because this is an audio program. But I'm going to play the audio from that video. So you have to kind of use your imagination because you will hear some crowd noise and stuff. Uh, But, again, it's a video promo. This is her promo. You've learned a lot more about January 6th. You talked to hundreds of defendants. What have you learned? Well, first I've learned about pain. I believe in my nephew. I am proud of him. He was just larger than life. We wanted to come and kind of just share what really happened today. He had never been in trouble before in his life. So this was just so overwhelming. I was sitting in my home and I got a call from his uncle. What did he say? They robbed him of his hope, his will to live. They took his fight away from him. They broke him. They completely broke him, and they broke his heart. It's hard to find the truth these days, and it's needed now more than ever. We've traveled the country to bring you honest, accurate reporting. Bottom line, Lord, if they didn't want people going to the Capitol, they didn't want people even getting close to the Capitol, it never would have happened. It happened because they wanted to happen. No one was stopping you. This is the government we're talking about, okay? Like they have, like, nukes and F-15s. They can do whatever they want to stop average people like me. 34-year-old Roseanne Boylan was one of four people killed. This was a woman who got pushed down, smothered, trampled, and then beaten. Had this been covered at all by anyone else in the media? No. They named me as one of the insurrectionists that was preventing the cops from rescuing her. Was that true? Absolutely not. This crutch was right at my feet, and I put it above my head, and I said, in the name of Jesus, Lord, please stop this. Jeremy was at the Capitol providing security. I mean, he's quite literally the poster boy for the special forces. When you were arrested, they never sat you down and said, is this yours? No, because they're the same officers that recruited me on December 9th of 2020. From Department of Homeland Security. The same two guys. These people are hiding all of this information, and judges have let them get away with that. 
be here forever. I will be here as long as the American people leave me here. I'm Laura Logan with the rest of the story. Join us. You know what kind of work this lady does. I mean, she does really, really top shelf reporting. And I got a feeling this is that type of uh, uh, of program. The rest of the story. And uh, yeah, she sounds a little different too in her presentation. Well, so, it, 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 it could be, be interesting. It could be the microphone. I mean, you know. You well, know, no, be, no, no. There, there was a certain different demeanor about her, the way that she. Well, you know, you know, um, I I do think that she's probably a lot more uh, her some realities, some things that she as a reporter thought she could count on. She's come to find out that you can't count on them. Uh, There were people in the media that I'm sure she thought would be by her side through thick or thin. And she has found out uh, over the past couple of years that uh, they are not to be trusted. I mean, the mainstream media has let down the whole country. I mean, yeah. if, so if you are a good, solid reporter like she is, uh, I'm sure she's uh, had second thoughts about what she's done for the first 20 years of her career, you know? Well, yeah, and you know what? You have directors and whatnot to tell you how to do things. I remember her out in California. I used to always say, eh, you know, good voice, nice presentation, had nothing to say. She had no opinion. And I'm like going, one of the points of talk radio is to have a point, have an opinion. You know, don't be milk toast. Have an opinion. And, you know, don't be afraid to, you know, be controversial. Well, one where... thing about Laura Logan is she's had an opinion, even when she was oh, at yeah, CBS. No. Yeah. Even yeah. When, when she was at uh, 60 Minutes, you could you knew what her opinion was. I, I, she's that also... was later in her career. Now, you know, this is different. And I say she has an opinion, but I'm saying she's directing herself. So how she presents it well, might be different. Uh, you know, the the interesting thing in that story, when you see the visuals, she's talking to a lot of uh, January 6th prisoners. She, mm-hmm. she obviously got access to them. And um, they that, that gentleman who said, I'll be here as long as the American people want me to be here, you know, as long as they let me be here. I mean, he, what he was saying was, it's up to us to get yeah. these guys free. And unfortunately, most of the people in this country have moved on to the next football game. You know. Well, and that's that's my point is that uh, you know what you get up, you got your coffee in the morning, you got something for lunch, you got dinner, and uh, your life goes on. Eh, you really don't care. Now, there's a lot of things that are going to change the way America lives. Uh, in the very short future, uh, what you know until it until it hits you square in the face, mm-hmm. you're not going to do a damn thing about it. So this guy is going to sit there, and it may be too late when America wakes up and realizes, wait a minute, you know, not only did they move my cheese, they stole the whole damn block of cheese, and that's just the way it works. A couple of days ago, we all talked about Enrique Terrio. He's the Proud Boys uh, uh, founder, or I guess president, I'm not sure. I'm not into that whole thing, but uh, I do know this. From what I've been able to ascertain, the Proud Boys were not a violent organization. They didn't do anything like break windows and smash cars, but similar to Antifa or, or BLM. They 
just showed their support for certain things conservative, the Proud mm. Boys. This Enrique Terrio, he was not in Washington when the uh, the riot or the insurrection, as they call it, uh, took place at the Capitol, and yet they gave him twenty two years in jail. Twenty two years. Um, what was t- their justification? A phone call? Uh, actually, I'm going to let him tell you why he's there and what he thinks is going on. Enrique Terrio. So obviously, I've been very quiet with everything because you know there's a lot going on, and I didn't want to affect the the trial. You know, right? Um, plus, I wanted to let the system play out uh, as it should play out. Obviously, it didn't play out as it should. You know, um, but the truth is, I could have been home. I could have been home a long time ago. I could have been like sitting in my warm ass bed right now, laughing at the world um, without a problem. And all I had to do in order to do that was lie about Trump. Oh my God. <laughs> That's all I had to do. So did, all I had to do was, was, it, was lie, confirm a lie. So, Not even lie. All I had to do was confirm a lie. So what did they say? Like, okay. Did they ask you to confirm uh, a lie? Or it was a wink and a nod? Yes. Yes. So, yes. If, so just to be clear, and I'd like this on there just to be clear, I have no connection to Trump whatsoever. There's absolutely no connection between me and Trump or me or any of the aides or any of that. Right? So, I mean, think about it, right? I think let's, let's, let's stop to think about it right now. They, they arrested him on the 1512, right? Obstructing an official proceeding. But if, if you read, if you read the, if you read the indictment, right? They're not connecting, they're not really connecting Trump to the protesters on January 6th that day. Right, right? which I was surprised. Just saying he struck he obstructed an official proceeding by doing certain things, by calling Georgia or whatever other that they want to come up with, right? So they haven't connected Trump to the, to the protest, to what happened at the Capitol that day. Right. How nice, how beautiful would it be to also have him connected to a person that they supposedly say that fucking uh, coordinated the whole thing? Right. Right. It, it would be it would be fantastic for their case. Right. It, it would be an emotional pull. It would be. I mean, they they technically could get them. Right. Well, not technically. They could get them for seditious conspiracy at that point. Right. right. If they have that connection, they could get him for seditious conspiracy, which might take him off the ballot on all fifty states. Right. Um. So, what, uh, let me explain it in, in, in like the easiest terms possible. You have friends that have friends that have friends that probably know somebody that worked at the White House at that time, right? Right. But you don't know what those connections are because you don't know who the friend of the friend of the friend is, like who they talk to or anything like that. But if somebody were to sit in front of you, right, 
if somebody were to sit in front of you and be like, hey, look, this person knows this person, and this person knows this person, and then there was a message from Trump, right, that kind of echoed something that you said uh, at some point, you know, were you two messaging each other in between those? Was that a message to each other? Were you communicating amongst those people that you have no idea that the connection exists? Right. Right? Uh, and it'll be it'll be an easy connection. And all somebody like me had to do was confirm, yes, yes, that was that connection was there. I knew it was there, you know, and that's how we uh, communicated. Uh, that's how we get things done. Uh, they're coming to get him by getting people to lie. The witnesses that are going to go in front of the court in his case are liars. Did you hear that? What they're trying to do, they tried to get him to admit to something that was untruthful because they want to get Trump, pure and simple. And he said that he could be out right now if he just agreed to the lie that they wanted him to verify, which is not true. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so he says at the very end, they're coming to get Trump with witnesses that are all going to be lying. Well, we've talked about that yesterday in uh, one of the cases. I can't remember the name. I was trying to find my notes here. But uh, where there was one person where they came and said, look, for Mar-a-Lago, you go ahead. We're either going to lock you up or you testify against Trump, which is witness tampering. And what Mm -hmm. he just said is witness tampering. Now, the sad thing is, you know, he explained what they were doing. And I'm sitting there going, you know, some nefarious person is going to take that interview take the front end and the last end off and say, and say, see, there's your verification. Laura Logan had the witness on, you know, but he just is too afraid to come. They'll take it. The left will take everything and twist it. Well, they've done, you that, know, they've done that for decades. People don't realize it. They've done it for decades. But they'll do it and they'll take it and they'll, they'll go with it. And, you know, there could be an innocent news person that's sitting there going and somebody comes in, hey, we just got this in, we got the audio. And you go with it. You don't know the you you don't know the the front end of that story, nor the back end. Just what you've been given. So you go with the news. So, kind of defending some of these people to a little bit of innocence there in the fact that they trust the people that handle them. And I wouldn't trust a damn soul in the media these days because it is all corrupt on both sides. They want to they want to put Trump away, and they're doing a damn good job. And they have changed the narrative a little bit because before it was he was pushing fake news. And now they're saying, well, he's delusional. He believed it, but it never did. You know, it was never stolen. You know, but there's so much evidence. Well, you know, what, what amazes me, though, Bill, where, where is it that you can't believe it was stolen? Where is it? Where it is? Is it against the law? It is in a to, liberal world. To believe that. You had it uh, taken from you, but the liberals were the first people to go out when uh, Stacey Abrams lost in Georgia. I mean, they all complained that that was stolen from Stacey. They said, oh, they said things like, well, she's still the governor in our eyes. You know, she was never the governor. She lost by over 50,000 votes. Yeah, but she lost big time, but she continues. It was stolen, and, you know... 
free speech, you know, we're talking about that too. It's interesting, Arizona, you know, is is in the news again. The true colors fly for uh, Democrats there. Uh, an Arizona Democrat lawmaker says free speech is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with free speech? You may not agree with what's being said, but isn't that what this country Well, what's very about? dangerous for a lefty is that if you uh, have free speech, you have the opportunity to to out them, to tell the truth about the lies they're spewing. That's what you yeah. have. You know, but if this were a football game, the Democrats apparently have more players on the field than the Republicans do. Yeah. You know, so, uh, I mean, and, and unfortunately, the... The, the the Democrats are also uh, in charge of the uh, referees for the game. So they don't see, you know, that little technicality there. They see it, but they're ignoring it. By the way, that uh, interview with uh, Tario was, uh, that was done by Cara Castronueva, uh, the co-founder of Citizens Against Political Persecution. She's also a regular reporter, I believe, on the Gateway Pundit. And uh, it was a good interview. She, was, she got the mm-hmm. interview and... Uh, she let the guy talk. You know, they talked about that, that Roseanne Boylan. No one talks about her. They talk about Ashley Babbitt, and they do so begrudgingly because it was on television, and it's hard to hide that. But Roseanne Boylan was trampled to death by the crowd at uh, January 6th, and the police were all around her and basically did nothing and, and uh, you never hear her name mentioned anywhere. Mm-hmm. They talk about they talk about these uh, Capitol police who died. I think they go as far as saying five or six. That didn't that never happened, folks. That didn't happen. They they counted a guy who was a Capitol police officer who worked the whole day and seemed perfectly healthy, who I think died from a heart attack at home the next day. You know it. it Un- completely un- unrelated. Even the, I believe, the coroner said it was uh, a heart condition the guy had. But, you know, they they have made heroes out of... Uh, they, they manipulate the they news. Have, exactly. Yeah. They've manipulated the news. You, just what you were talking about, how they would take a snippet from the front and the back and make yeah. it a, a, a whole different uh, meaning. Well, you know, they do they do that all the time with uh, people don't realize that when they see an interview on television many mm-hmm. times someone will say uh, well he he may have done it but in my eyes I believe he's innocent and on television they will edit it and the guy will say well he may have done it period that's it they cut it because they want to sell the a certain message a certain part of what the guy says and and it changes the whole meaning of an answer you know, the guy may say he may have done it, but I believe he's absolutely innocent of any charges. If you only play the first part of the sentence, you think the guy is saying the guy is guilty. Television has has manipulated and massaged messages ever since its inception. And, and you know, the more, um, the more political it got and the less objective it got, the more they did this. Mm-hmm. So... But you know, if people stand up and do stuff, I mean, it will get noticed. I mean, look at uh, look at uh, Yankee Stadium Stadium yesterday during the ball game. Yeah, where somebody, I mean, now I would have never thought Yankee Stadium, you know, where it is and everything, but uh, they had a big banner of Trump, and it said, you know, what seventeen seventy six twenty twenty four Trump or death. Trump 
yeah, yeah. Trump or death. <laughs> and I'm like going, you know, that might be truer than you think because um, the liberals will stop at nothing to keep Trump out of the race. And uh, his poll numbers are way past Biden. Yeah. No, they're way past it. So if they can't get him off the ballot in some key states, then they're not going to have any recourse, you know. And apparently now there's there's talk about getting that that uh, RICO charge, and this is not a RICO violation. There were there's this is a false, you know. Th- this is a this is a comedy show that's there going on a, down there, in Georgia. There, there isn't a there charge. is no crime. But there's not an indictment charge out of all of them that has any substance to it. But they want to move it. Trump wants to move it. And there is talk that that it could get moved. And if it does, you know, because down there you've got, you, you don't have a fair jury. You don't have a fair trial. Uh, it's, you know, everything is picked, tainted, and uh, there's there's no way he can get a fair hearing. I don't know you can get a fair hearing any, anywhere on this. And there is no real charge. So it, you see I would this say guy, it has to be this moved. Special counsel Smith uh, is preparing another indictment against Trump. Well, yeah, we talked about that a week ago. But yeah, the, he's but, doing that. But this is another one on top of the one you're talking about. This is he's building up a whole uh, line of charges, and apparently he's going to drop it uh, when the next big thing is about to fall on Biden. You know, mm-hmm. the, expect another indictment on Trump. This is this is this is beyond being ridiculous. If you believe these indictments have any substance. You are delusional, okay? It's as simple as that. If you are one of these people that, oh, I just can't stand Trump, put another indictment on him because, you know, he's, well, he's bad. No, you, this is nonsense. This is. If you took. And if it if happens you took, to you, if it happens to you, you would hate it. And that's yeah. where this goes. If it happens to Trump now and they get away with this, what can they do to the average Joe down the road? I don't like the way he uh, he votes. I don't like. He had a yard sign in, in his front yard that I didn't like. Let's uh, indict him. Well, that's kind of going on now, and uh, you know, it's uh, well, you know, I, that that train just left the building. But um, you know, what's going on is terrible, and yeah. they're, they're going to get away with it uh, all they, the way along. They are. Um, they're doing their best. To sink this guy, right now it's like all hands on deck for the left. They are trying desperately to silence Trump, to put him out of the picture. You know, you heard the story the other the other day that we talked about. Uh, apparently, Smith doesn't like the fact that Trump is talking about the indictments uh, on his feeds and at his rallies and stuff like that. Like, like what? Trump has an obligation to keep silence, so you have a better case on putting him away? That's ridiculous. Well, yeah, they- he, they don't want him to talk to his base. That's exactly what they're trying to do. But, you know, you could take the most nefarious person in history, whoever that is that's done the most evil to anybody in history, Genghis Khan, whoever it is, Hitler, whatever, and you tally up all their crimes and bring charges against them, they would probably not surpass Trump. Trump is that bad of a guy? Seriously? Well, Jack Smith, uh, he is... Uh, Jack Smith now. He's I a hired say, gun. He's a hired gun. Yeah, he's a hitman. And you know what? Uh, no, I'm not going to say it that way because somebody would misinterpret. 
let's just say that Jack Smith needs to have his feet held to the fire. You know, I, I, the only thing that you can hope for if there is true justice in this country is that somewhere down the road, because it's not happening anytime soon, every time we turn around, we see people, good people like Peter Navarro, uh, getting found guilty for nonsense charges, ridiculous charges, but they they still find them guilty. And, you know, when they find you guilty in our country, it, it hangs a, a sign on you. It, it, it changes your— It's a scarlet letter. It is a scarlet letter. That's where it's going. It's a scarlet letter. Now he has to prove that he's innocent. Now you've been found guilty, even though we're a— uh, we're a phony uh, hangman court. You know, uh, the fact of the matter is you've been found killed. And they're going to do this to Trump, by the way. And if you are behind Trump right now, do not let any of this uh, affect your view of President Trump. Well, they try you by media before they get the thing to court. Because if they sit there and put you in the public eye and then the media, who's in their pocket, tries you and finds you guilty, it should be a no-brainer when you get to court. Well, the media told you that he was guilty. They showed you all the evidence. They didn't show you his his evidence, but they showed you what they wanted you to see because they want him out of the picture. Well, I hope to God, and the thing that I hear more and more now, and it's kind of frightening if you uh, believe in justice in this country, I hear the... uh, people throwing around, uh, oh, I worry about Trump, uh, the possibility he may be, they'll say things like that. He may be Kennedy'd, you know, you know what that is, you know, what happened yeah. to President Kennedy. Well, yeah, Kennedy they, might get Kennedy'd too, you know, the well, that's current true. Kennedy. But I mean, the more so, I think uh, Trump, Trump really and truly has uh, everybody on the other side focused on him. Well, and, let me ask you a question. You know, Trump says, just wait, just wait, just wait. You know, and you see the things going on, and you know they would stop at nothing, even killing him, to to get through. Is Trump actually in the back of his mind prepared to be a martyr? You know, they've asked him on interviews about uh, the possibility. Well, you would never, admi- no, you'd he, but never he, admit to that. But no, uh, but he, he, the thing that has always struck me about President Trump, and that is mentioned, is he hasn't flinched. He hasn't uh, been taken aback by the question. It seems like it must be something he's very aware of. I have also read, Bill, that unbeknownst to the average JQ public out uh, there, he's had a number of attempts on his life already. Six a day. Average of six a day. So that means they're still going on. They're trying to kill him all the time. Yeah. And and apparently it's, it's become... He's become part of his life. I can't believe he so casually flies out to his rallies. By the way, I think he has another rally uh, in South Dakota tonight um, at a well, hockey arena in South Dakota. And he, it's supposed to be a big one. I think that they're anticipating that maybe the governor of that state, Christy Nome, is going to uh, put her support behind uh, President Trump, endorse him. Well, what's the backup plan? See, they, and that's the problem. You know, I mean, the Democrats, whether you like it or not, Joe's out of the picture. We got Kamala. Isn't that great? Yeah. Oh, God bless us. Oh, what, 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 what do the Republicans have? 
Well, I mean, realistically, we do have uh, some other candidates who, if there was not a Trump on the landscape, I think would be good. You know, could they win, or would they would would the steal go through again? Because if I'm just saying this, and this is my opinion, if the election goes to the left again, whether it's Joe Kamala or you know, some somebody else, you know, that uh, gets brought in. It'll be the last, quote unquote, so so said free election. I think after this, there will be no more. Well, I think that people like, uh, I mean, Ron DeSantis, uh, he hasn't got the charisma. Gravitas. Person- he hasn't got the personality that yeah. I think that we thought he would have uh, when he campaigns. He hasn't got uh, Trump goes out there. He he woos the crowd. I mean, he's an entertainer. He's a personality, but he also is a smart man. And, All right, so he, you don't have you don't have DeSantis, but but actually you do, because he's proven that as an administrator, as an executive of a state like Florida, which is one of our uh, biggest populated states, he is um, he's a pretty strong uh, chief executive. So. He probably would be a decent president. I don't know whether he would be the, the great president that Trump is, uh, but he sure as heck wouldn't be a, we a don't bad need, president. We don't need a decent replacement. Well, So that's what I'm saying. De- DeSantis might be the best bet, but I don't know about I that. don't know enough about Grant, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. I mean, I, I don't think he's it. I like the guy, but I don't think he's it. And, and I don't want definitely. Pence. No, well, I think Pence is about done. You know, he's oh, he I, doesn't he, think so, Bill. I saw him on TV yesterday. He thinks the game is just about getting started. Well, he's been saying that for a while, and then you got the Pillsbury Doughboy, and that about sums it up. Nikki Haley, forget about it. I mean, she has some good things to say, but no, I don't think so because she's still on that. She believes the election was stolen. Now, I mean, so, you're going you're to laugh at me. Go ahead, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. You know. Okay. I do think somebody like uh, Carrie Lake would be a good president. Carrie? No, I wouldn't laugh at Carrie Lake, but she's not in the running. Um, but you know what? All this debacle that's going on in Arizona, because Arizona was a clear steal. Pennsylvania was a clear steal. And now it's evident that, you know, um, up in Michigan, that was a clear steal. And there's now things coming to light about Georgia. Well, gee, those were the turning point of the election. Well, what, what, what will happen, Bill, if they indict? Well, they've already indicted him. But what happens to those indictments if they find out that uh, it was stolen and President Trump was absolutely well, that's, correct? Well, that's why they have to do this now. Because, you know, sorry, but um, I wish we would have known this before we indicted you and uh, made you ineligible or the elections passed and... Dang it! You know you would have won it, but uh, you know what a federal now. you know what a federal judge said though. I, I mentioned this yesterday in the yeah. show. It's going to take eight months for this case to uh, to be tried, to be actually, de- which would bring it up to October, the October before the election. I mean, can you imagine Trump being tied up in court during the high point, the hottest time in the presidential election? Well, and then not calling they it interference, now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what they want to do because let's say that it got to October and he won. 
Would the media be all of Trump won, Trump won, and look, look, the election's coming up. Hey, guys, Trump won. He's got to be the president. They're not going to do that. They're going to give him Trump won. They would sweep it under the carpet. Mm. You know, and Biden, you know, where's your proof on Biden? You know, there's so much, there's a preponderance. Uh, you know what they just did in MSNBC? You might have seen this. They took Jen Psaki and they moved, oh, yeah, they moved to the prime the, time. Of course, yeah. because she was a spokesperson for the former White House, and she is she is a Bidenette. She was, so, yeah. um, so she's going to sit there, and I'm um, rolling dice. And the dice uh-huh. say um, <laughs> oh, double sixes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 you know, I need a third the dice. dice. It would have been say, triple six. That's, they say don't count out Trump. I, I think I read uh, someone said this yesterday. It's true. He could be in jail and win. President Trump could be in prison, in jail, They'll and change, win the presidency. You know, the Democrats will find a way to challenge that law. Well, they, they can't do it this session because the session is controlled by the Republicans. So that's not going to happen. Well, yeah, we see what a great job they're doing about uh, impeaching uh, Biden. Oh, and, I know. Uh, I know. They're, they're and, really... and the indictment. They're, they haven't. Look, they're all talk and. No action. They're not even, yeah, they, yeah no action. Yeah. They're not even walking the walk. Yeah. You know, they're just, they're, the, you know, they're passing fr- gas. It is really doing. frustrating to see these people who supposedly are on our side drag their feet. And by the way, what Bill just said is true. They, they should all be out there right now commenting on the travesty of justice that is happening in our country with regard to President Trump. Every one of these guys, they should they should lockstep. They should have a mass meeting in the halls of Congress, a press conference with all of them standing shoulder to shoulder, uh, complaining about what's happening in our justice system. But they don't do it. These guys, they don't have the cojones. They are really all about themselves. They are all about every single decision these guys make, even the ones that we think we can trust. If they're politicians, they evaluate it from the point of view as to how it's going to affect their reelection. You know, with mm. one of the things that's wrong about being a, a representative, a congressman, is that every two years you're up. Every two years you have to run again, which means that you just about get into office and you're already starting your reelection campaign. You're already starting to raise money to uh, get your players together to get you reelected and every decision you make as a as a president as a uh, representative has to be looked from the view well how will this uh, affect my reelection you know as opposed to uh, I say that with exceptions Marjorie Taylor Greene Lauren Boebert who these are the people who by the way who are out getting uh, getting attacked by people on on the left all the time and uh, they just they just keep taking it. I wonder if I had that audio. I had a piece of audio from uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and it was terrific. She was speaking at a uh, town hall, and she was talking about how the guy who— there's a guy in New York who threatened to kill her, literally kill her. And uh, she was saying about how he admitted it to the police— he admitted that he, that he did it. He admitted that he was either going to try to kill her with a gun or have someone hit her with a baseball bat and break her head. I mean, this is the truth. So the judge gave him three months in jail. 
and he doesn't have to start the prison time until October, which means he's out now. She said, but if he comes by my house, he's going to be met with a barrage of bullets because I'm a big fan of the AR-15. And she said that. I'm paraphrasing to a certain extent, but it's pretty, pretty close. And you have to applaud her. But these are the types of things that the left do all the time to good people, to patriots. They attack them like that. You know, this, this, and, and to think that this judge and, and how he can call himself a judge or herself a judge is beyond me. How can they sit there and listen to this guy who's admitted, I, I, yeah, I, I threatened to kill her. Yeah, I, I was going to have her shot and, or uh, my friend was going to hit her with a baseball bat. He admitted it. You know, and in the meantime, the January 6thers who are just, uh, at the Capitol, maybe they pushed a fence down, a, a, a portable barricade down. They go to jail for 22 years or 17 years or 15 years. And the guy who says he's going to kill a U.S. congressman, a U.S. representative, a very important person in our governmental system. He said he was going to he was going to kill her and he gets three months in jail. Three months. Uh, it doesn't make. We are living in a nutty damn society right now. I mean, what can I? That's all I can say. I mean, to think that that everything could be so upside down, and it's well, become the normal. Get this. I mean, um, University of Arizona teaching future nurses to start asking patients about gender identity as young as three years unbelievable. of age. Un unbelievable. You know. Scientists have now created a human embryo without an egg. So we've manufactured Wait a, a human... second, wait a second. We live in a world where... We've most... become God. Well, they want you to abort babies not that, that are created naturally. They want you to be able to destroy that. In the meantime, they're creating artificial ones in a test tube and they're proud of it? Well, isn't that kind of like what the Germans did? The Aryan nation? Oh, you want to, man. You we, want to create? We are in a society. sinful society, a sinful society. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you are a lefty listening to this show, the only thing I applaud you for is at least you're trying to hear what the other side is saying. Another headline, Catholic priest says, you can't be Catholic and Democrat, says Pope Francis I, I is not the Pope. I, I, I saw him say that. There's a video online of this this priest, mm -hmm. and he says you cannot be Catholic and be a Democrat. And if, right. the, if the platform, the Democratic platform, is one that embraces abortion, which is against the tenets of the church, you, and you embrace that platform, then you are, you're sinning and you can't be a Catholic. I mean, this is, it, 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 is, it is so logical, it's so easy to understand, yet so many Catholics ignore it. They tell well, me, that's not really for me. That's for the other guy. You want to win at something, you got to divide and conquer, and that's what's going on. I can't pull it up here, but apparently I'm going to have to look at this after the show. We might have to do something with it tomorrow. Remember that uh, that guy from uh, Virginia that did Rich Man North of uh, Richmond? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anthony? The, now, yeah, there's a parody. It's on Gateway Pundit of President uh, yeah. Trump. Oliver Anthony. Richmond. 
Yeah, Oliver Anthony. Now, now they got a parody of Trump singing it. Been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay. So I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and round my troubles away. It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me. And people like you wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is, all it is, living in a new world, with an old soul. These rich men, you're the rich men, Lord knows they all just want to have total control. Wanna know what you think, wanna know what you do. And they don't think you know, but I know that you do. Cause your dollar ain't shit, and it's text to no pen. And those rich men, those rich men, living in the new world. Miners and not just miners on an island somewhere. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the old peace milking welfare. But I hear no five foot three and no three hundred pounds taxes, or not to pay for your bags of much rounds. Young men are losing themselves six feet in the ground, cause all this same country does is keep on kicking them down. What the world's gotten to for people like me and people like you wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is, all it is, living in the new world with an old soul. These rich men, you're the rich men, Lord knows they all just want to have total control. Wanna know what you think, wanna know what you do, and they don't think you know, but I know that you do, cause your dollar ain't shit, and it's text to no end, cause those rich men, those rich men, living in the new world, with an old soul. Amazing. Trump 2024. Amazing. Vote. Amazing. That's all him, folks. That's every word is a snippet of yeah. him speaking at a rally or someplace, uh, giving a speech. And the the patience that it took to edit that, uh, it's mind boggling to think somebody could have taken that time. They had to go through hours of him speaking to grab a word to put it into the song. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm glad you pointed that out, Bill, because that, that was fun to listen to. That's, uh, that's President Trump and his parody on uh, the Oliver Anthony song. Uh, well, you know, Oliver Anthony did a good job of that. A lot of his stuff sounds the same, but, you know, there is a, um, for lack of a better way of putting it, uh, mainstream America is pissed off, and I think that's what the left is worried about worried about that's why they want to get the guns 
That's why they want to control the narrative. Uh, the left really, ha- they have major strong, they have strongholds in major cities, mm-hmm. and that's it. But when you look at the bulk of America, we are still red. It's our rejects that go to these major cities. All right, I got a question for you. Oh. What do you think is going to happen in the next uh, few months? Do you think that uh, everything will uh, progress as normal towards another election? Or do you think we're in for some major surprises between now and, let's say, say six months? Major surprises. I think somebody ought to sit there and take, uh, take another song and make a presidential parody, uh, although the left would be upset. Take the old Beatles song, say you want a revolution, and have Trump sing it. Yeah, right. (laughs) Because Uh, that's where we're headed. I mean, we are being deliberately divided. You know, you look at Florida. uh, Lake Worth, Florida is now a sanctuary LGBTQ committee. uh, But Florida did reject of uh, making uh, October LGBTQ month uh, down there. And yeah. uh, but you know you you've got they're they're they've d- successfully you're saying divided that there's a the town race. in Florida, wait, 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 Lake Worth, Florida, yeah, that is becoming a sanctuary city for LGBTQ, L- LGBTQ, yeah, yeah, uh, HDTV, yeah. <laughs> uh, they've already voted. The city council's already passed it. The resolution's done. It's at, it's wait happened. a second. Where are they being? Where are they being given a hard time? What cities are giving them a hard time right now? Why do they need sanctuary? Why does the LGBTQ plus uh, community need sanctuary? They well, got, let me uh, ask you this, LGBTQ, okay, are they conservative or democratic? Now, I do know some people that are gay that are, are conservative, and they think this divisiveness that is going on or uh, where, you know, somebody's, at, well, the transgender thing, that's the big thing that's going on right now in the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Heck, they say, I mentioned it earlier in the show, and I saw the story yesterday. You know, if you're a straight man and you date a, a transgender, that doesn't make you gay, even if you have sex. I'm going like, oh, <laughs> what planet did you come I know, from? I know, it's amazing. You know, I'm like going, yeah. I'm sorry, but, you know, especially, I mean, could you imagine, you know? Hey, we live in, uh, think, think, think about the, the administration. We have uh, a, a person in, in uh, a high level of government, uh, the what, assistant uh, surgeon general, uh, uh, Rachel Levine, otherwise that was, known, that was purposeful. Otherwise known as Richard Levine, he was at Richard Levine until about four years ago. Uh, all of a sudden, he dresses up in women's clothes, and uh, he's uh, he's uh, a head of a, a department. Amazing. Well, a lot a lot of lesbian women that are gay. Obviously, they're gay. They're lesbian, uh, and uh, a, a lot of folks are sitting there going this transgender thing is a bunch of crap. Now, I'm not saying somebody might not, you know, they might identify as, I'm, I'm saying, but that, that percentage is not even a half a percent. It's like but the thing is, bro, 2%, but they're making it like it's they wanna, they 20, wanna, 30, 40, 50% overnight. They want to dress and drag fine. You want to go through some sort of change personally yourself. That's your business. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to know. Just go but live they, your life. But the when problem, you're entitled, the, you have special rights. But the problem I have right now is that they're trying to make it the norm. They're trying to recruit to that that lifestyle. They're trying to, oh, maybe your kid's three years old and really 
he has effeminate ways and he really and truly is probably gay and you should let him go that way starting now. But I have to tell you, friends, I, I remember little kids who uh, were gentle little people when they were a certain age and you might have looked at them at that age and said, well, you know, he may be... Uh, they might be touched. Yeah, but the fact of the matter is many times they, they grow up and they become completely different. Completely different. They they well, be, they become the Lotharios of uh, of high school, you know. I mean, uh, but if you have if you do what they want you to do now, you're going to start hurting that little person at a at a tender and gentle age. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Well, you know what? It gets down to parenting too, and a lot of times, you know, in in present day. A lot of kids grow up without the father figure and sometimes without the mother figure. Yep. But no matter, even if you got the, the nuclear family, you got a good dad, you got a good mom, you send your little one off to school one day. They get on the bus and you're so proud and they get to school. Yep. And then there's another little kid, good kid, but might be come from a broken family uh, and the parents don't really watch over them. So that little kid is left to wander and figure things out on his own or they see mommy or daddy doing something that's not so cool. And now your kid, who you're bringing up right, learns from that kid who's got no moral compass and no sense of direction. Follow what I'm saying here is that we have lost touch. You know what, what bothers me, you mentioned about sending the kids to school, is that for the longest time, for the longest time, parents, single parents, uh, parents who had jobs and couldn't be home, you you felt that you could send your student or your child off to a school and it was a safe place for them to be they were no. they were protected they were they were nourished with education and nourished with food they made friends they learned about socializing they learned all these good things you felt confident today not so much folks you got people in that that formerly trusted place trying to grab your kid's soul, trying to right. tr trying to change their spirit. Yeah, you know, look, in, in today's school, I bet you you could go to just about any school, and somewhere in the hallway is the rainbow paint structure yep. there, which LGBTQ adopted. Now, there's a school, and I'm sure they're going to take it down. Somebody should go and film it. It's Crestwood here in the Wilkes-Barre area, and it was a, a nice area of town. But some teacher a long time ago you know, started this thing. But if you walk in and you like the doors, there's corridors in there where the kids, the graduating class, the art class, painted album covers of all these rock greats. So you've got the doors, you've got Led Zeppelin, you've got, there's hallways yeah. with yeah. hundreds and hundreds of album covers that adorn the wall. And yeah, it represented a generation, but it didn't represent you know, perversion. Yeah. You know, and uh, uh, I you know, would love Bill, to see you know, you know what bothers me? <laughs> I used to love to look at uh, paintings of rainbows. I used to think that they it were... Kind of killed it, didn't it? it yeah. They, I used to they take pictures of rainbows they and then touch them up. They confiscated that whole, that, that whole image and made it something which I never th thought of it that way. I used to look at rainbows and... I remember the song when I was uh, when my kids were small uh, on the uh, the uh, Sesame Street uh, Sesame Street program Rainbow Connection, you know, mm -hmm. 
and it was a beautiful song. It would have a whole different meaning right now. It would have a whole yeah. different meaning. When when they were kids, it meant something gentle and something that was native to child childhood, you know? And and all of a sudden, now it is something which is perverse and different. And it's uh, I'm looking at the clock on the wall. We've done it again, my friend. I have a lot of stuff we didn't get to. Oh, uh, I do too. But you know what? I mean, it's it's weird how the news, well, actually, the news really doesn't change. There's always bad news going on in the political arena. We haven't even talked about the war in the Ukraine. There's bad news uh, going on there. We haven't talked about the energy uh, crisis. There's bad talk news about going on there. New York's Eric Adams. No, and, we didn't talk you know. about that. We haven't talked about the housing scenario that probably in two years, you know, the, the, the average family right now, even though interest rates inch down just a little bit, you're not going to be able to buy a home. BlackRock's going to buy them all up, and we're going to be all living in uh, multifamily dwellings. Isn't oh, that great. nice? Wonderful. There, yeah. The American dream is gone. We haven't talked about the border. The list goes on and on and on and on. You don't have enough time in a day, let alone a week, a month, or a year, to cover everything. But that's why God invented the weekend update, which uh, will <laughs> be coming by tomorrow. <laughs> coming by tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> anyway, my friend, uh, uh, if you want to reach us, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. I think I'm going to buy a roulette wheel, and we're going to put in each slot mm -hmm. a new story. And we'll spin the wheel as many times as we can I in like the hour, that. and that'll be the story that we talk yeah. about click, at that click, moment. Click, 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 Okay, well, here's today's... I like, Rigged. I like it. In the meantime, my friend, it's uh, that moment where you step to the microphone and grace us with your pear-shaped tones. Pear-shaped tones? Well, yeah. you know, I eat raw pineapples. For, oh, they're pineapples. Uh, pine cones, actually. Raw pine cones, right? Well... Pineapples are different. Pine cones oh, for okay. breakfast. That's, See, you know, I think I got into an area we shouldn't have gotten into. <laughs> well, whatever, you know. I don't know. Pineapples, pine cones. Who, who cares? That's true. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. The Voice of Freedom. CRN America. A terrorist sleeper cell has plans to detonate a suitcase nuclear device while the president and the Israeli prime minister are making an appearance at the convention center in Pittsburgh. Can a retired New York City cop stop it from happening? If the cop is Jack Kane, then it's got a good chance. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery by Jim Harrington is a page turner that will keep you riveted from cover to cover. Strike at the Giant, a Jack Kane mystery from Dover and Blackstone Media LLC is available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and many other great online book sites. Or visit itsanotherday.com and click on our link at the top of the page. When it comes to mysteries and a great read, Strike of the Giant is all you need. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. 
we asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? 